Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Everybody, it's your boy A Double, and you now tuned into episode 156, 156 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who listened to the last two episodes, 154 and 155. And please continue to tell a friend and have that friend tell 10 more friends. Uh, nothing new going on this way, but uh, I'm suffering the good old iPhone curse, you know, after you have an iPhone for a couple of years. You know, that battery starts wearing down and wearing thin on you, so I'll probably have to get my iPhone battery replaced because I will be damned if I buy another new iPhone. And I bought, the last iPhone I bought was the 7 a few years back, so it was about two and a half years ago. And, um, yeah, it might have been about three years ago. I don't know, whenever it came out, I bought it. But anyways, uh, I am done uh, because I know these new iPhones is like $1,000, $1,100 and all this other shit. And then they tell you you can trade in your old phone and, you know, buy one of the iPhone XRs for, you know, what? You can buy a new one for fucking uh, $700 or something. So you, I'm like, damn, you telling me my old phone is only worth $400 or some shit like that? Like, come on now. That's the price of a regular iPhone or the old school joints. But now that this battery's crapping out, only thing I'm going to do... I am going to continue to uh, go ahead and just replace the battery. I'm going to go ahead and drop that $50 every two years until they stop making software updates for this iPhone 7. And then as soon as they done making uh, software updates for this, uh, I will be back on the flip phone. I got a, you know, I got a laptop, got a little MacBook so I can iMessage folks and shit like that. So uh, I will be A-OK because I'll be damned if I'm going to drop, you know, a rack on a fucking phone that is ridiculous okay so uh let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen i do need a um i do need an audio clip or something to introduce the summer jam screen um i really feel like i need one but will i do it who knows maybe on uh episode 157 y'all might catch one or something like that so i gotta make a note of that but um remember a few episodes ago i was telling y'all about how uh they were going to revamp the spencer projects them uh them projects down there on north 30th um down there by the old stage two rest in peace um well the uh omaha housing authority and uh the city were like competing for a federal grant for about 30 million dollars to help um get this uh re um i ain't gonna say gentrification because the actual tenants in the spencer homes they actually brought this up uh brought up a lot of issues to oha and to the people of that 75 north group okay so that's why they're investing in this and 
trying to build it up and now it's going to become quote unquote mixed income but you know how that goes with mixed income neighborhoods it usually starts off like that but then the folks who are paying a little bit more or significantly a, a higher amount paying a lot more they start complaining and all of a sudden the laws are involved and, and then somehow you in small claims court getting evicted the pope folks are um so we'll see what happens with that but um they did get approved for that grant and it's for 25 million i believe um and they have to complete the project within uh five years so i seen a uh, artist rendering of uh, what the uh, projects are supposed to look like because they still gonna be the Spencer projects for, for me. They've been uh, like that my whole life and even before I was born, even before the North Freeway was built, uh, them projects used to run up and down uh, th North 30th of the, to what, like 28th, some shit like that. Uh, used to run just up and down, up and down. But, um, so I don't know. I can't really say if it's fucking gentrification just because they got so much input and there were so many complaints from people living in them projects down there so um but i know what seemed fishy and what i told y'all was fishy before was they have a chance to either live in them renovated uh the new um project that they're gonna uh erect or whatever townhomes whatever the fuck you want to call them or they'll get a voucher to move to an apartment complex out west Okay, and I told y'all that before. So we seeing this whole revamp of the east side of the city uh, because of all the businesses coming around north downtown. So now folks want to start coming back north and, you know, folks with money. And they're just like, oh, well, you know what? Let's get these Negroes out of here. This is actually a nice area, you know, if you get rid of the Negroes. So um, we will see what happens uh, with this, but it looks like that federal wrecking ball is just gonna come right on through, swoop out them poor folks, and move them on out west. And then in 25, 30 years, you know, when I'm out here doing a syndicated talk show host, giving bad advice, uh, doing a syndicated talk show, and giving bad advice like Steve Harvey, I'll be out here telling y'all how goddamn uh west o is being gentrified <laughs> if, I'm, if i'm still here in the city um let's see what else is going on this is fascinating right here let me go and pull this link up real quick uh this is going this summer jam screen i should tell y'all is going to be more omaha themed it's going to be for black omaha and the rest of omaha too um so there is a bill in effect that would expand uh, the metro area transit to uh, go out to uh, white flight communities. And it actually advances, the bill did advance. Um, so the legislative bill um, seeking like better mass transit service in the Omaha area, um, it advanced last Thursday, but people were complaining that they couldn't increase property taxes. I'm gonna tell you something right now, I don't give a fuck you know about my property taxes increasing if this means that folks can get to and from places like sarpy county where all these good ass jobs are like amazon's out there um what else is out there there's a bunch of warehouse jobs out there a bunch of driving jobs out there because there's folks who do have commercial licenses who just don't have you know transportation to get waved the fuck out there or it's too expensive right because i work out there and my job pays pretty well um the only thing that sucks about my job is it's a fucking half hour commute 
that's what sucks. And I know some people, other folks in major cities, probably in New York and L.A., because I know y'all fuck with me on the coast. I know y'all like, man, 30 minutes? But Omaha and the metropolitan area is literally a place where you could get to anywhere because of the just how the city is set up and the metropolitan area is set up. You can get to anywhere in like 20 minutes. But my commute is like 30 minutes because I'm leaving with morning rush hour and, you know, with the evening rush hour. And if there's a wreck or some shit, I'm coming home and by, or getting to work about 40 minutes. But the thing that sucks is, so like where my job is, it's out there in Sarpy County, out there in Papillion. The closest bus that's going to get you there is going to be a bus, the number 55, and that'll get you to 108th and Q. So if you work where uh, Oriental Trading is at, that's off 114th and Giles, so you will have to walk. It's close to like three miles, a stretch of three miles you would have to walk from 108th and Q to uh, get to Oriental Trading Company. Or even further, I don't know how you would have to actually commute, get the bus to 108th and Q, maybe chill at the McDonald's, and then get a cab to uh, fucking Amazon, because Amazon is off of South 150th Street, which is fucking wild. So this is a huge bill, and I don't give a fuck about people being angry about property taxes increasing. Yeah, so people are just basically complaining talking about that it could rise in uh, property taxes and shit like that um me going off on my tangent like i said before i don't give a fuck how it raises up or whatnot because this will help a lot of people in poor areas achieve that american dream so it will also under this proposal it would um places like fremont um would also have some uh they could join the um uh it would be a regional metropolitan transit authority and we do need a transit authority here we really do um because i'm gonna tell you like in like my folks on the coast y'all know if somebody taking a bus to train or some shit like that y'all don't even bat an eye right because y'all have better you know systems that run you know uh accordingly here in the, the midwest you know everything is so spread out and it's connected via interstate um but you have these small white flight towns you know that uh link up with the metropolitan area like i said you can get anywhere roughly within 20 minutes but if you ain't got a car and the city buses ain't running out of there you know you spending your whole paycheck if you got a decent job say you got the amazon gig and you're making the 15 bucks an hour or you got a, the job as a driver so you're making what 18 19 dollars an hour and uh so you spending the majority of your paycheck, you know, going towards transportation. So it's just like, you know, filling up a, a bucket with water with a hole at the bottom of it. You, you ain't just going to get anywhere. You ain't going to fill that bucket up, you know, to make a lake or anything like that. So this is the so this is amazing to me because I think out in Fremont, um, there's also going to be um a Costco like chicken plant or something like that and that, that's like a thousand jobs that's going to be needed out in that area right then and there um, and then also out there in Sarpy County is a goddamn PayPal too and a lot of little uh little chicks I know uh work out there at PayPal you know making damn near 20 bucks an hour you know sitting on them phones and shit like that or verifying transactions via PayPal and that's out there in Sarpy County too that's good fucking money you know what I'm saying? So if we really get this transit authority popping, um, that will be just really dope, really big, really big. Um, that would just be so amazing. So uh, hopefully 
this um you know turns into this actually you know comes to fruition and it ain't a whole bunch of filibustering and bullshit like that um because like i said i don't give a fuck about the tax increase um this is all about you know making omaha the um, great metro metropolitan city that it really could be um you know what i'm saying so i know what they're talking about levy uh the, the transit authority could levy property taxes up to 10 cents per 100 dollars of your property valuation um, but you know that's just that's just small coins that's just small coins that just turns out you know to be a few dollars you know what i'm saying at the end of the day so i really 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 want this uh want this to go ahead and pop off because like i said you got out there in um what's that in fremont um you know you got that costco chicken uh processing plant that will employ about a thousand people and that's only 40 miles west of us it you know the drive out to fremont is what like 45 minutes or something like that so we really do need a transit authority here and uh man just really get these these buses out here and popping and another thing that sucks about these goddamn city buses is um if they do go to a white flight area um, they go there from like between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. And then they don't come back until like uh, 4 p.m. to uh, 5.30 p.m. So folks can, you know, who work downtown in the downtown area can uh, get to and from work because they do that park and ride shit, you know. And then with the transit authority, you probably would have 24-hour service too, which would be nice because uh, the buses originally stopped running here in the city um, a few years back, they used to stop uh, between uh, between 10:30 and 11:30, uh, depending on the route. Now some of them run up until midnight, but still, you know, for my folks who got overnight jobs or people who work those jobs where you don't know if you like they say you're supposed to get off at 10 o'clock, but sometimes you have to stay late and finish up, and next thing you know it's like 12:30 and shit like that. So you're racking up that overtime. And you got to get an Uber, a Lyft, or a Jitney. All my real folks know about Jitneys. Um, home or a cab home. And then, like I said, that's just eating up your paycheck. Because that's like, you know, filling up a bucket that got a hole at the bottom of it. You know what I'm saying? It's just a never-ending cycle. So, um, shout out uh, to the brother of the state senator, uh, Justin Wayne. Because he always be looking out for folks. So, I appreciate him for introducing this bill. Um, let's see what else we got on that good old summer damn jam screen. Um, oh man, my laptop trying to freeze up on me. Let's pull it up here. Okay. So, you know, I give you some good news about Omaha. You know, a couple of good things. Well, the first one was just kind of a little bit of a gray matter. But, um, Rain Nightclub and Lounge. Um, this is a black owned bar. Uh, nightclub, uh, a lounge, so to speak, uh, down in Florence. So Florence is, it used to be a town by itself, got annexed, sucked into Omaha decades ago, a long, long time ago, historic Florence, and it's super, super far north. Um, and it's uh, right by the interstate, this location is, uh, where this nightclub is, this lounge is, it's also bar and i think they sell packaged liquor there too i think um and they got volleyball in the back and uh they always have like just every night is a different thing you know i know like fridays and saturdays just you know kind of 
get it popping and shit, and then they have some old school nights and shit like that that my black ass should be up in. Um, but the, and that's where the brother, um, you know, outside, uh, uh, Sergeant LaFleur was, uh, you know, they had an attempted robbery on him because some dusty niggas was trying to take his chain and, you know, take what he got and end up taking that man's life outside of that nightclub. But uh, the city council voted on Tuesday to schedule a uh, public hearing for the 21st of May next week on a resolution to recommend cancellation of Rain Lounge liquor license. Now they've been doing this for since I was a kid, since I could remember. There would always be um, a black owned nightclub because there used to be a couple lined up on Ames Avenue. Um, one is now a Salween Thai, one is like a Thai shop. Then the other one, by the old Godfather's Pizza old names. I forgot I forgot the names of those clubs, what they used to be. But there was one uh Cartier's. Cartier's was the one where the uh the goddamn um uh the Thai place is at. That's where so it's a, it used to be a club, now now it's a fucking Thai restaurant. So Cartier's they used to go to war with the city council all the time because uh because neighbors would complain about people like peeing in the parking lot and shit like that people coming out the clubs drunk and shit like that and it would be a mix of like black and white folks complaining um and i'd be like man that's a goddamn shame but anyways uh so the city council is doing what they gonna do uh so they're looking to cancel the rain lounge liquor license um and uh the police captain What's, what's that fool's name? Matuza, uh, Captain Matuza. He said to the city council, uh, they received you know numerous complaints about the business, you know including noise, parking, open drinking, reckless driving, drug use, and piles of puke in the parking lot. I don't believe that. But the owner, the brother James Overton, you know, he told the council, you know, he runs a positive business and he tries to be a good neighbor, and that the noise complaints were, deter- were determined to be unfounded. Said, and I quote, uh, it's sad to be a black owned business and be targeted. Um, and he said, um, there are four to five people on a witch hunt to drive him out of business. And he told the council he spends $1,500 per week on security to keep the lounge safe. Okay, um, so that's what uh, they really do. That's this is how the city council moves on uh, black clubs, they'll basically, um, one or two things always happens it's just too many neighbor complaints you know uh and a lot of times it just be some hating ass niggas and when i say hating ass niggas i mean of all shades you know they see a young brother or sister getting money and next thing you know they just like oh i don't like that shit i don't like that at all you know it's just like the nigga that's supposed to be from omaha and belly come i don't like that i don't like that you know it's just some hating ass niggas just don't want to see nobody out here getting some money so um besides somebody being a hater out here you know the other thing could be um and we see this a lot of time with them paper gangsters you know that could be a prime location for some sort of new development or for another business to come in there so somebody could be out here greasing some palms of those uh, city council members 
or uh, you know if some of those um, so-called complaints could be fake coming from somebody who wants that location so this is always the first hit when they take that liquor license away and then it's all downhill from here you know the businesses try to stay afloat by um, offering you know like it could turn into um, you know like a like an after hour spot you know where they serve you know just like red bulls sodas and shit like that and some food you know and still have the dj playing or turn it into like a teen uh nightclub or some shit you know for uh you know uh, 16 to 20 year olds or some shit like that some some lame shit like that under 21 i should say uh some kind of club like that but it always goes downhill from here um, hopefully that brother can fight and keep his business um, but we all know that you know that is like the, the shot to the dome right there so you know cut off the head you know the body gonna follow with that so that just that that really sucks that really sucks and I'm uh, sad to see that happen to that brother because he was he is running a very successful business down there it's always popping on the weekends always full of life and you know, even on uh, weekdays, there's people going in there, you know, neighborhood folks going in there, having a drink or two and, you know, going home after work. So, um, you know, keep fighting a good fight. And uh, I support this lounge 100 percent, 110 percent, you know, 200 um, percent. You know, I just I just wish the city council would do the right thing. But this to them is the right thing. Probably even getting they, their palms greased or, you know, pressure coming down from above. But um, that's pretty much it that I got for that good old summer damn jam screen. Uh, it was light. It was easy. It was just for my folks uh, on, uh, down north, or I should say black Omaha. And uh, I'm going to leave it to my man, Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of Selling Hope Like Dope. So for Selling Hope Like Dope, we got a two for one. Uh, first thing, let's talk about uh, this, uh, this um, what was it, Air Force vet? Give me just a second. Yeah, the Air Force vet. Um, what's his name? Give me just a second. Let me pull up my notes. Brian Kofage. Um, and this was the guy who lost uh, both his legs and his right arm while he was serving in the Air Force uh, in Iraq back in 04. And you may not heard of him, but you did hear about back in February how somebody started a GoFundMe for the border wall and they wanted to raise a billion dollars. Well, Brian is the person who started that. And uh, now people are wondering uh, what the fuck is going on because now we're in May. They were supposed to start this construction on this border wall from the GoFundMe account in April. And it did not reach a billion dollars, but it did get about $20 million, a little bit over $20 million. And then they were supposed to start construction in in, uh, in March. No, no, April, I'm sorry. Uh, I misspoke in April. So uh, then... He started up an organization called We Built the Wall, Inc. And um, of that money, about $14 million was sent to the new organization. And then $6 million was refunded. Um, and that was uh, said by Bobby uh, Withorn, who's the GoFundMe spokesman. Uh, because people were like, uh, get the fuck out of here after that money started, you know, getting higher and higher. He went ahead and started a, a organization, We Built the Wall, Inc., and um, so it is legit so-called uh, up on Snopes. They did find a uh, 501c nonprofit um, 
you know, filed. Um, let's see here. And he's talking about, so people are having some questions because uh, he did a raise an additional $6 million offline through like cash donations and checks and shit like that. Um, so he did raise about $20 million for this uh, We Built the Wall, Inc. And so folks are like, well, what's going on with this money? Are you, you know, you ain't started any kind of construction. You ain't even put up a wood panel yet down at the border wall. It's already up. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's already up. Um, so uh, now people are really trying to talk because they just like he posted a new yacht that he bought <laughs> on his Instagram. And people are trying to find some receipts of what he's actually doing with that money and uh he's like he's explaining he's talking about oh we'll have all the receipts soon i just uh signed some kind of deal with some kind of news company or news organization is going to give an exclusive interview and i'll provide all the receipts then so it just looks like that he's just explaining that's all that he's doing um and you know people are pissed people are pissed all the bigots uh and the xenophobes who you know wanted a wall up even though there's already a big ass wall and a fence up at the border and we have border patrol um yeah i i just i don't know what that 20 million dollars is gonna do i feel like that'll be like one small section of the wall you know maybe a small fenced in section you know between uh maybe new mexico and mexico or some shit i don't know i don't know but this is funny as fuck to me because your man's on instagram stunting on with that yacht and that's probably what the fuck he did with part part of that money because i don't i don't think he i don't think he had money like that uh beforehand um so uh yeah that that is the definition of selling hope like dope you built up these bigots hope by like yeah we need to build this border wall and you know president uh cheeto in chief can't I was about to say President Trump, the Cheeto in chief, he can't get anything passed through Congress, blah, 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 because of the goddamn snowflakes and all this other shit. So he was like, I'm going to start this GoFundMe, guys. Come on, we can do it. And so, yeah, raised $20 million. Um, and then, you know, they thinking they're going to do something like, yeah, we're going to keep them fucking Mexicans out. And uh, next thing you know, my man pops up on IG with a brand new yacht. I don't know what kind of Air Force vet, you know, with uh, missing legs and a missing arm is doing. Maybe he wrote a book, but I ain't heard about this book being a bestseller or nothing. And um, maybe he's doing Instagram ads or something like that. So maybe he's selling flat tummy tea. But it's kind of odd that, you know, he pops up with a brand new yacht after uh, he creates a nonprofit. Hmm. That's that's really selling hope like dope. And uh, I really got to get a church started. And uh, I say this all the time. But the next big racial uh, event that happens, like kneeling for the flag or something like that, uh, I am I am going to press up about 5,000 T-shirts for these white folks. And I'm going to hide my face. And I'm going to sell it, create a little Wix website, and sell that shit. And I'm going to cash out. And this yeah that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start cashing out on these biggest that's what the fuck i gotta do <laughs> like y'all can call me a sellout all day but i'll donate some funds to a great organization that's gonna help uh the black youth but i'm gonna cash out on the next event y'all mark my words on that i'm gonna cash out get like press up like five thousand t-shirts <laughs> 
and at the same time y'all know who the bigots are because they'll be wearing that shirt so you'll know if uh karen and your marketing department is really you know she got that i fuck black man haircut but then she got on a shirt you know that says some shit like white lives matter <laughs> all right let me chill um moving on so i was on my way to work and uh there was a story let me go ahead and pull this up let me pull up the actual link y'all just bear with me so there's what i was listening to in i listened to npr on the way to work to get ideas for news stories and shit like that for the podcast and uh you know the way that people talk it's very soothing you know talk radio is very soothing and you know in the morning i ain't trying to hear no loud ass rap music i don't want to hear no love songs i don't want to hear no country music i just want to you know kind of be in a mellow zone and try to zone out and just kind of picture my day going out because like i said i got a half hour commute to work um back when i said in a summer jam screen when i was talking about the metro uh, area transit expanding to becoming a transit authority and so i always listen to um you know npr and they had this fascinating story on about this uh native transgender uh so-called transgender woman up in idaho and uh so it's going to the high courts in idaho for uh sex reassignment surgery okay so uh let me pull up let me go back to my notes i got the site pulled up so this idaho prisoner wants uh gender reassert reassignment surgery on the taxpayer's dime you know the prisoner uh who's called two spirit uh it is a native american uh um young man who wants to be a woman um what is this uh playboy's name uh adri a-d-r-e-e edmo okay and so let me get back to my notes all right so edmo is a it's called a two-spirit which is a native term for those that do not identify as the gender they are born with um this young man mutilated his penis in his in his jail cell or his prison cell because he felt so much like a woman now mind you um and then he attempted suicide too now mind you the the jail already is providing hormone treatments at the taxpayer's expense for this edmo cat and you know i know when somebody's running game now i know this person went to extremes trying to cut off their dick and then attempted suicide and but i know when somebody's running game and this shit looks like a track meet you know i don't have a problem with the prisoner trying to finesse the jail game because it's just like the rapper jada kiss said you know he said i know niggas that go to jail just to get their teeth fixed you know what i'm saying and um my problem is with the so-called advocates that's where my problem is you know one woman on npr had the audacity to say this is no different than denying a cancer patient chemo if they were in jail i was like bitch what what the fuck are you talking about so somebody who wants to who feels like a woman that that's the same hell as being in physical pain from uh you know cancer and slowly dying well rapidly dying from cancer cells that's the same thing you like this is that that far left bullshit that that i be talking about that's just weird my whole thing is you know for me when i know somebody's trying to finesse the game my whole thing is why didn't she edmo uh try to chop off her dick before 
uh, going to jail if she felt like a woman so bad before she was out here sexually assaulting teenage boys because that's what uh, he's in prison for he was at a house party and uh, got some kid drunk some teenage boy drunk and uh, the boy was passed out on the couch and he was up there trying to sexually assault he se sexually assaulted the boy the boy ended up fighting him off and shit like that and calling the laws and he got arrested for sexual assault okay so I'm trying to figure out why didn't you attempt if, if this shit is fucking with you so bad that you felt like a woman even outside of jail how come you didn't attempt to chop your dick off then how come you just now doing it in jail you know what i'm saying they already provided the hormones uh things for you so you would grow breasts and so you have softer features and shit like that now you want the gender reassignment surgery they now he said he already wrote a letter you know trying to get the surgery but they didn't they didn't say so after he got rejected um for gender dysmorphia or something like that i think that's what it's called the psychological disease uh disorder i should say um then that's when he attempted the first time to chop off his dick didn't work tried to kill himself that didn't work and then chopped off his dick again you know and that's that ain't nothing but running game you know and they don't say how severe uh you know if you attempted to chop off your dick two times and you know and survive the first time you know you wouldn't trying that hard to chop your balls off and chop your shaft off you know so that's what i know somebody's out here running game so then you know those af af advocates got it to go to the um i think the circuit court or something and the judge approved it um somehow some way but then the governor came in and was like man get the fuck out of here like no we're not going to do this on the taxpayers dime so that's what the governor of idaho said so now it's going up to the high courts to try to um you know appeal the governor's decision but this so-called gender dysmorphia dysphoria i'm sorry it's called gender dysphoria argument is it seems to me is null and void uh, with this uh, young man here because if he was really about that life like before the sexual assault how come he probably was just out here cross-dressing you know he probably was just a gay dude out here cross-dressing and then all of a sudden he figured okay well I'm in jail now you know some probably you know niggas come up with all kind of schemes in the joint that's because all you got time all you got is time and your mind that's all you got in jail and so that's why he was coming up with this this scheme like okay let me at least write the board and then they first gave him the hormone treatment so that's what he's on now like i said so he can have softer features and grow some titties and then all of a sudden he was like oh okay well shit now i can get my dick and balls chopped off and have me a little pussy and then get moved to a women's prison right so that's also the game right there it might be just too hard for him because jail is hell you know uh, prison is hell for you know them little soft dudes up in there you know what i'm saying so uh they get uh, uh, it's, it's tough it's it, the only time it's tougher for is a is a pedophile you know what i'm saying that's 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 the that's the only person who has it harder in prison that's why a lot of them a lot of these niggas who be pedophiles out here them niggas go to prison and they try to uh uh, find uh you know uh islam or to try to find the, the uh, muslim faith you know and they change their name and all this other shit to try to try to be protected while they up in the joint and i know you know a couple of niggas that did that shit a couple of dirtball niggas um but let's see here 
but you know i know i sound kind of insensitive but i mean i can just peep my uh, peep game from a mile away without a telescope that's that's this whole thing but you know i ain't gonna fault him for trying to play the game to play it but what bothered me the fucking most was the fucking advocate had the audacity to say that this was the same as you know having cancer so having your dick chopped off wanting your wanting to have a little pussy is the same as actually living like that it's wild how far left some of these folks will go but that's all i gotta say and i know i'll probably get a couple of emails or some ig responses uh on the do rags and boat shoes page about me being insensitive but you cannot compare cancer to wanting your dick chopped off so you can have a little pussy like that it's just it's not the same i don't care how any way you can spend it not spend it i know we in this time where we're trying to be progressive as fuck which is okay but you cannot you cannot compare the two and that is a definition of selling hope like dope you're not going to get me to jump on this wave when i've known people who passed away from cancer and other ailments uh, and had go had to go through chemotherapy you know what i'm saying and you know losing all that weight and losing their hair and shit like that and going through this pain and struggle but you want you want a goddamn pussy you out here you want your dick and balls chopped off so you can run around here and have a little pussy and you about to end the, and the crazy thing about it this man i think he knows the severity of the issue this edmo cat because he's about to get out in two years anyway you know what I'm saying? So he trying to hurry up and get this done on a, a taxpayer's dime so he can be out of jail and be a little bad bitch on the reservation. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, Hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to these uh, states that are in enacting these... Uh, these anti-abortion bills then and turning them into law like alabama so this is what we have to they have to hold this hell and um right now these abortion bills you know are about to become law in the south and in the midwest because missouri is uh, dealing with it right now um everyone that i know is hopping on this whole my body my choice feminist wave which is understandable very understandable it, you know old white men shouldn't decide you know what's best for women now you know when shit like this impacts whites blacks feel it worse it's like uh what dr claude anderson always says you know if shit if uh white folks catch a cold black folks gonna get pneumonia right when it comes to uh legislative processes that impact uh the country as a whole so we already know uh the those in the medical profession don't believe blacks you know when they come in when we come in for pain and how black women have a higher mortality rate giving birth compared to white women so what interest do these old white men have in women being forced to have kids they do not want you know what i'm saying it's a two for one here really right so I honestly believe that it's due to the natural decrease that's facing the majority population here in the United States. That's what it boils down to. I know I got my tinfoil hat on and folks are, you know, trying, no, that ain't it. That ain't it. But that's exactly it. For the past, what, since 2016, so the past three years, we've seen nothing but articles come out from local news stations, 
from uh, major media outlets about the natural decrease in uh, the majority population that's affecting us, like uh, that's impacting the United States when I say us. So you have white folks, they're not uh, reproducing at a rate to replace their own race. Um, black folks are about, uh, we're about even almost or a little bit more we are replacing ourselves um and then hispanics they just they uh reproducing like rabbits and then asians they're actually their numbers are decreasing too right so black folks were i think we're about uh, i think it was like two percent or something like that above of uh, the uh the norm or something like that of replacing ourselves and things of that sort and uh yeah but white folks they're they're not in uh, i think it's out of uh what 20 states 20 out of 50 states it, it might be the number might even be higher but the last thing that i looked at it was from like 2016 and it was talking about uh i think it was about 20 to 23 states where uh, white folks were not replacing themselves um they weren't reproducing fast enough right and so um, that's that's what this whole abortion thing is about. It's not it. It's somewhat about controlling women's bodies, but it's forcing ma the majority white women to actually have kids to replace the population. Because like I said uh, before, and I've said this numerous times, I don't think it's going to work. I think, uh, you know, the majority are going to try to, uh, as they always do. Uh, they'll incorporate a new race uh, a new race of people like uh, beforehand back in the days um, you know it was just you know um, they were discriminatory towards Italians and um, and the Irish now you look at Italians and Irish they're just considered white you know white is a mindset you know it's not exactly what you look like it's not exactly being Caucasian because you're like what is Caucasian I guess that's people from the Caucasus Mountains but it's just a made-up term right and so uh you know our, our uh, western europeans or eastern europeans um but they included those people those people called hell when they first came over here but then the numbers started dwindling it's like uh okay i guess you're kind of white so or we need more numbers so that's basically what's going to happen we're either going to create an apartheid state or you're going to see a mass um uh migration from uh, European countries uh, somehow some way an administrative some president uh, will say that we need more such and such uh, you know I get the feeling that the United States will create some kind of fake ass war somewhere uh, in a European country make up some bullshit just so they can start bringing over more uh, immigrants from European countries more white immigrants right and we've seen time and time before the Cheeto in chief talk about that how he wants like how come Swedes don't come over here we don't need people from these so-called African shithole countries right and so now you got the these uh these smaller governments these state-run governments trying to ban abortions and you look at fucking Alabama um Alabama with theirs they don't even that, that law excludes fucking rape and incest that's crazy right there so they just they want some a whole bunch of little white retards running around down in the south I'm like god damn y'all know with incest you know just the the psychological disorders that come with that because the genes are so so um close to each other because it's the same family structure you know that baby gonna come out here you know with a crooked arm maybe three eyes or some shit and slobbering at the mouth but hey it's white 
You know what I'm saying? And what's wild to me is uh, everybody's throwing uh, those old white men in Alabama up on memes and shit like that. But y'all do know that um, that the sponsor of the bill is a woman named Terry Collins, a white woman, right? And she even said she wanted that bill to exclude rape and incest because she wants to challenge uh, Roe versus Wade. Right. So this is what happens when you get these uh, these so-called right wing Christian folks. Right. And so but let me get back on topic, though. So um, like I said, it's all about that natural decrease here in the United States. Besides them not reproducing fast enough, you got this goddamn opioid epidemic that's just wiping out um, whites in these rural areas, areas, these rural whites. And then I even seen a story on uh, my Snapchat. Uh, I forgot what it, what it was, what uh, news organization it was, but it was talking about how meth is making a comeback. I, I didn't think it left because I live in Nebraska and I see meth heads always, you know, out and about scratching at the throat and shit like that, looking like Thriller. But they said it's coming back in a major way and uh, that's killing folks left and right, you know, so you got that shit working against them. Um it's, it's sad you know but these are this is uh this is uh like dr francis crest welsing said you know um once those numbers start you know dwindling out this is like an animal just fighting and scratching and you know trying to survive by any means necessary because she she broke it down decades ago and you know said that the war on black folks was all about you know genetic annihilation that's what it's just about you know white man lays up with a black woman you know they still on their child gonna come out black black man white woman same thing so it's just about genetic annihilation that's what it boils down to they don't want to die out as a race and we're seeing this happen in real time right we've seen numerous articles talk about um how the cheeto and chiefs uh ban you know uh muslim ban has helped the white population kind of stay white for like another uh what three four years but it says by what is it 2040 or 2035 and uh not that long from now about 20 in about 20 years you know majority the majority population will not be the majority population if this trend continues and then another story just came out and said that the u.s had the lowest uh birth rate in like what 32 years or some shit like that so you know you had that baby boomer generation where you see all these people fucking and all this other stuff and having you know two to four kids and everything like that and you know, now it's just, you know, people are just kind of focusing on themselves, uh, you know, uh, rising costs besides the drug epidemic, you know, got people kind of waiting, you know, to have kids, you know, and if somebody, you know, hooks up and get knocked up, they just go on and have an abortion, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but this is, this is the way the government is just trying to step in and just be like, yo, we need more white folks. That's all this bill boils down to. And then... Like I said, a white woman, Terry Collins, sponsored the bill. And, you know, the government, governor signed the bill into law. And who's the governor of Alabama? It's a white woman by the name of Kay Ivey. So that's what's so funny to me, that people are jumping on this old white man wave, but they're not talking about Terry Collins or Kay Ivey. That's what, that just shows me that people ain't really reading up and doing their research, right? So they just showing all these old white men who voted for and they're like, you can't control my body. 
Well, with the swift move of a pen, a woman, a white woman governor signed it right into law. So that feminist shit just goes out the window. And she even tweeted, today I signed into law the Alabama Human Life Protection Act. Um, to the bills, uh, many supporters, this legislation stands as a powerful testament to Alabamians' uh, deeply held belief that every life is precious and that every life is a sacred gift from God. And a couple of takeaways from that tweet. First off, you know, a woman, like I said, signed this bill in the law, so all that feminist shit can go out the window. And what the fuck happened to separation of church and state? Like, like these people are just Bible-thumping hard as fuck, you know, on the floor. Like, what the hell? You know, that feminist shit goes right out the window when it comes to the system of racism, white supremacy. That shit goes right out the window. And y'all couldn't see it because they disguised it under, you know, Christianity with their white Jesus. That's all that it boils down to. So it's just about keeping the numbers high for white folks. That's what it boils down to. And y'all remember, um, e even the most uh, liberal of white folks, you know, uh, have issues, you know, with the influx of Hispanics coming up over here. Y'all remember your man's Tom Brokaw, uh, who's always talking that shit, you know, about the cheat on cheat. But remember, he was talking about them Hispanics, talking about they need to be more assimilated. Remember he said that on, what was that, Meet the Press? I talked about that a few episodes ago, you know, because he'd be clapping at the president hard and talking that shit to, uh, to the Cheeto-in-Chief. I keep saying president. I, I knew this motherfucker. I knew this motherfucker was going to last four years. Might fuck around and get eight, get two terms. I knew it. I knew it. He just does so much wild shit that it just becomes normalized and people are just like, I'm just going about my life, fuck it. You know, like he tweets something just crazy as cat shit and you're just like, oh, that's just our crazy ass demented president. You know, it's just, ah, I gotta keep on saying Cheeto and Chief, Cheeto and Chief. Like I had to keep that in mind. But uh, it's, it's one of those things where that's a huge fear for white folks is just not being able to dominate instead of living in harmony that is the wildest shit and i'm not saying all white people but i'm saying uh, white supremacists and the suspected white supremacists they had a hell of a run they did and now they're this is the fourth quarter right now and you see them doing everything in their fucking power to try to you know stay on top and stay dominant but like i said this if this abortion bill doesn't work and if they can't you know challenge roe versus wade it's going we're going to see a mass immigration of some europeans coming over here that's what you'll see some kind of fake war happen then you'll see a mass uh migration of white folks coming over here it's going to be disguised as something as a terrorist attack uh happened somewhere in europe or it happened here in stateside and we have to go to war and then all of a sudden then oh well we got all these you know tens of millions of uh i don't even gonna say millions but hundreds of thousands of uh people in this country that need a home and we have to look at the statue of liberty as a beacon of hope and blah 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 and then you know liberals uh, they'll fall for the okie doke and be like yeah we need to bring them over and you know those conservatives are just snickering and just be like yeah man because they ain't gonna really say shit because it's gonna be white folks coming over and that's all it is but i mean y'all gotta hold this l you know just bible thumping under that guise and y'all just trying to blame the old white dudes you know for voting for it but like i said it was the swift swift movement of a pen by a white woman governor in alabama you win perfect
All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes, I have to give it to the two uh, Rodriguez sisters, Yvette and Yvonne. They run the uh, Trace Linda's Cubano Cigars uh, Company. All right, so these uh, twin sisters, it's a couple of sister sisters, they're, uh, they're, uh, they started their own, they're Afro-Cuban women. Uh, they started their own cigar brand with just $500. And the company now ships the cigars nationwide, and the twin sisters have since fought against stereotypes and showing how Afro-Cuban women can be knowledgeable about cigars. So, um, basically, uh, the one one of the sisters was talking about it was a video that was circulating on uh, from the Business Insider uh, Twitter page uh, about these sisters. And uh, in 2014, they kicked off their business, and they're actually doing some good numbers now. And uh, one of the sisters, Yvonne, she was talking about, she said, imagine walking into a door where you want to sell your cigars and they don't even think that you smoke cigars, you know. We don't start at zero, we start at negative five. Meaning how she's be, how being a black woman and coming into, you know, these cigar shops trying to sell their brand, they're starting way, way, way in the basement and not even on the bottom floor. So, um... The, then uh, a vet was talking about they get about 20 questions like an interrogation to find out what they know about cigars and things like that and um, they have three blends uh, one is the La Clarita and that's like a light one that, uh, basically they're all Spanish words uh, to describe like skin tones so you got the La Clarita the La Mulata and the La Negrita now, knowing me, I'm a huge cigar fan. I'll probably fuck with that Negrita one. I like something bold and full of flavor. And, um, you know, uh, Avant said, she said, how did she, she was quoting, and she was talking about people always ask her, you know, how do you guys do it? You're a woman, you're black, and you're Latina. And she said, I think those are all positives. And um, they don't try to blend in at all, you know, um, and they started their business with just 500 bucks and they employ, you know, um, Afro-Cuban women to roll the cigars. So everything uh, gets imported from, um, I think, Nicaragua. That's where uh, the tobacco blends come from because uh, they really want to, uh, you know, start making a, a Cuban leaf blend. But you know how that embargo is going on uh, between the U.S., shit like that so they can't get shit you know shipped into the u.s from uh cuba so that just kind of sucks but make sure y'all check out their website i'm up here peeking make you yeah, like i'm going through puberty and shit but uh make sure y'all check out their website i'll have it linked uh to the page and it's actually uh pretty cheap man you know father's day is coming up too so they got some uh black tie gift sets so it's like uh three assorted blends of uh so you get all three uh cuban cigars like wrapped in like a little tuxedo box and it's only like 45 bucks that's it and they also got a, a monthly subscription which is only 40 dollars a month and uh you can get or you can just buy like a five pack for 50 bucks and uh you know from what i've been hearing a couple people have been uh fucking with these uh, cigars they said it's actually great bang for your buck so i'm gonna try to head down to the uh cuban garage the havana garage downtown and see if they actually got these blends and then there's another cigar uh shop that's uh down in the old market too i'm gonna see if they actually got carry these sisters brand if not i'm gonna order online because if y'all didn't know um even at my wedding i had a cigar bar um so yeah i love cigars just some dope shit get you a nice glass of cognac 
you know what I'm saying, some some Henny or, you know, get you some Crown or if you cheap, some Christian Brothers or some E&J, <laughs> you know, get you some brown liquor and just, you know, just puff and take a sip and just kind of kick back, you know, that's that's the dope thing. But remember with cigars, you don't inhale, don't treat them shits like a cigarette because you'll be fucked up in the game. You're just doing it for the taste, all right? So, shout out to the Rodriguez sisters, Yvette and Yvonne, because not all heroes wear capes. Some of them just say, fuck it, let me start my own business with $500. Nothing but love and respect to those two queens. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So now we're seeing, <clears throat> if you go back to hold this L, I'm me talking about the whole abortion ban and things of that sort and how these uh, white supremacists are, you know, kind of circling their wagons and trying to boost numbers and things of that sort. I know it can be kind of hard and tough, you know, to hear that kind of information and you be thinking like, what the fuck can I do? Well, you can do a lot. And so this quote is to help you to get through that. You know what I'm saying? As far as continuing to fight for justice and to, um, you know, just keep fighting a good fight. All right. So this uh, quote comes from Anita Roddick. And it says, if you think you're too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito. You ever been somewhere or a fly? You know what I'm saying? Or a mosquito been, you know, trapped. Like if you go camping or something like that and you uh, laying down and a mosquito be in your tent or something and you wake up the next morning, you got like fucking 12 mosquito bites on you. You know what I'm saying? Got you fucked up in the game. Or you, uh, or a bee gets inside your car. <laughs> you know, you got the windows down and you're trying to shoot it out of there or a wasp or something like that. So there are things that you can do to continue fighting for justice and fighting a good fight. Um, many things as far as calling a representative um getting people out to vote uh the correct way and um you know you can change one mind and one heart at a time all right so this has been episode 156 of do rags and boat shoes and i think i forgot to tell y'all i love y'all last week and i'm sorry about that so i love y'all two times <laughs> i'm a double up on it double about to double up on the love so nothing but love and respect to all y'all out there and i will see y'all next week all right and remember keep fighting a good fight as always one